take your Bible and you turn to Habakkuk chapter 3. All right, Habakkuk. Uh, Before we begin, I just want to share in in chapter 3, but I want to go to chapter 1 and give you a little background of Habakkuk. We notice that Habakkuk in chapter 1, God comes to Habakkuk and he tells Habakkuk that he's going to bring judgment to to the nation of Judah. And so Habakkuk is, is wondering why, it's basically he's questioning God, why are you going to do this, God? And, and we have to realize that God deals with his people, right? And so, but still Habakkuk was just questioning God or maybe doubting God about why he's doing this because he told them that the, uh, the, the Babylonians were going to come and take them, and, and yet... Habakkuk was saying, but wait a minute, God, basically, how are you going to judge us when they are worse than we are? Right? I mean, that makes kind of sense, right? But we have to realize that God always deals with his children first. He tries to bring. So Habakkuk is constantly, in, in chapter 1, constantly questioning God, asking God, why is all these things? So then God, in chapter 2, gives him the reason why he's going to do that. And we notice in chapter 2, it's because the nation of Judah is living in sin. They're worshiping idols. They, they uh, matter of fact, I think when they brought the book to the, to the king, he cut the, the, the book up and threw it in the fire and say, basically saying, no God for me. I don't want God in my life. Or in the people, they just was living in violence. They were worshiping idols. They were doing immoral things. And God was telling Habakkuk, that's why he was bringing judgment. Now, we know as we read that God eventually would deal with the Babylonians also. You know, you can't escape from God, right? God deals in in a certain way. So now when we get to chapter 3, we see that Habakkuk is a, a person, all right, that he was a burdened man. He had a burden for his people. And he had a burden that hopefully the people would change. But we see as time went by, they, don't, they didn't change. So we can see that God reveals to him that nothing can keep judgment from coming to, to his nation. So we see even through that, in light of all this, all right, the prophet declares his praise to the Lord as we look in the book of Habakkuk in chapter 3, in the last three verses, here's, here's what he says in the last three verses here. He says in, verses, in verse uh, 17, he says, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall the fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no uh, herb on in the stalls. And then here's while back I said, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. And then in verse 19, just the beginning of the phrase, he says, the Lord God is, the Lord God is my strength. Isn't that amazing? Knowing what's going on in the nation of Judah, all the things that can, 
that's happening, God is coming to the prophet and sharing judgment. That's like God coming to you and telling you what's going to happen to America. And you know it before anybody else. How would you feel about that? I mean, that's, you know, you will probably start having a burden for your family, for your, 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 your country, and for your, your friends and relatives and all that. Why? Because you know what's coming. But yet, through all that, Habakkuk said, I will rejoice in the Lord. So here's what we need to learn from this, just like Habakkuk did. All right? You and I must learn to live in the yet. All right? And what I mean by that living in the yet is living in the present of the Lord. Even though the, the surroundings are not what we wish them to be. We need to remember that. Live in the yet in the present of the Lord. You know why? Because problems are coming. Right? Look at our nation. We have a lot of problems, don't we? Just like the nation of Judah had a lot of problems. And yet Habakkuk came to the conclusion that even though I'm going through all this and I know what's going to happen, but I must learn to live in the present of the Lord. Because the Bible says that we need to trust in the Lord in all the situation. And so we must, why? Because first of all, if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, right? He, he is, the, have, you know the person of Christ. He is, should be enough for all of us. He should be enough. Even though surroundings are bad, things are not going the way it is. What, and why is that? Because we have to realize that he is our strength and our song. You know, God is our strength and he, he is our song. As a matter of fact, we notice, all right, how this truth is expressed in the Exodus chapter uh, number tw- uh, 15. Turn to Exodus chapter 15. Exodus chapter 15 and verse number 2. And it says, it says this, the Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him in, in the habitation, my father's God, and I will exhort him. It's also expressed in Psalms, in Psalm 118, verse 14. If you look at Psalm 118, verse 14, it says here, again, the Lord is my strength and song. He become my salvation. And then in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter number 12, in verse number 2, it says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He, he also becomes my salvation. So we see right away here how Habakkuk came to that conclusion that even though all these things was happening to the nation of Judah, he sees all the problems. And in the beginning, he questions God or he doubts God. 
But in chapter 3, he decides to realize that he needs to live in the yet and make sure that he stays in the presence of the Lord when the problems are coming. And so that's why tonight I want to tell you that you and I can rejoice in the Lord, even though circumstances are taking place in our country and in our lives. We can learn still to rejoice in the Lord. Why? Because remember, God has designed our Christian lives so that when things do not go right, we can still be be victorious in our Christian life. Amen? I mean, I don't know about you, but that's good news, that you and I can still rejoice even though problems are occurring in our lives, that we can still rejoice. So we see that Habakkuk, saw everything was gone. Everything was gone. His nation was gone. His friends were gone. His help was gone. And his land was gone. Everything was gone except God. You see, remember uh, uh, Job when he lost everything, right? He still gave God all the praise, right? And go, why? Because he lived in the presence of God. And so when situation comes in our lives and problems comes in our lives, you and I must realize that we need to be in the presence of God because he is the one, okay, that, that will give us the strength and he's the one that even though we go into that, we can still rejoice in the Lord. So how do we rejoice? Well, I think there's three things we can learn from, from this study right here, all right? So number one, rejoice because he is able. God is able. So your question is, why did Habakkuk rejoice in the Lord? Because he realized that he can rejoice because God is able. Is, isn't that true or not? It's true, right? Now, ask yourself, can God help us all right? Or is he able to help us with our finances? God is able to help us with our finances. God is able to comfort us. God is able to strengthen us. God is able to give us joy. God is able to give us a song in our heart. God is able to forgive us of our sins. We got a God that is able to do many things. And, and just like Habakkuk, he he fixed his eyes in God when problems occur. So we see, because remember, in chapter 1, the book starts off out, Habakkuk was thinking that the, the, the wicked were winning. The enemy was winning. How many of you feel like that sometimes? Right? <laughs> like everybody, you know, the wicked are winning, they're, they're prospering, they're making, and all that. And you here, here you are trying to serve God, trying to do the right thing, and, and seem like nothing is happening. But you got to keep your eyes on God. That's the key there. Just like Habakkuk, he knew what was happening. He had this thing going on, and he realized that he, even though it seemed like Big crisis in his life, but yet he keeps his eyes on the Lord. But remember this, Habakkuk, what he did, he moved from his crisis to Christ. He moved from his burden to a blessing, 
And then he moved from a bur- uh, he moved from his journey, uh, 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 his journey from his problem to the person of Jesus Christ. So when we are dealing with circumstances in life, then you and I must realize that we need to realize that God is able, and God is able to help us through all these circumstances that we are f- facing. Because remember, everything was gone, but God. And sometimes God that may happen to one of us. I don't know. I hope it never does. But we never know what's going to happen in life, don't we? And so when we don't realize that, that's why just like Habakkuk, he came to the conclusion that he realized that God is able to help him no matter what he is going through in his life. Everything was gone but God. And you know what? He found that God is enough because God was God is able. What does Ephesians 3:20 says? Ephesians 3:20 says that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Isn't that amazing? That God can do that. Now, think about that. You and I cannot think big enough to describe what God is able to do. You can't because he is the creator of everything. He's the one that can do miracles for each and every one of us. If we fix our eyes on him and stay focused on him instead of our circumstances. Because most of the time, and we, I'm just as guilty as anybody else, is that when a problem occurs in our life, we fix our eyes on the problems more than we fix our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. You know? I mean, in most cases, right, we, we should run. The first thing we should do is run to God when we see these problems. But more, a lot of time what we do is we run to the problem and say, well, you know what? I got to fix this without going to God first and say, God, show me how I can fix this problem. And maybe God will help us with that problem because we took the time to fix our eyes on him first and go to him and, and, and just ask him to help us to do that. You know why? Because we have to remember that God is still able to help us with all the situation that we face in life. So rejoice because he is able. You know, we see that from Habakkuk. He was able to rejoice because he knew God was able to help him, to give him the strength that he needed. Whatever was available, God was able to give to him. Number two, rejoice because he is available. God is able and God is available. Now, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be an awful thing if the Lord was, was able but not available? Right? I mean, I don't know about you, but I want both. <laughs> I want him to be able, and I want him to be available so when I need him, he's there to help me with my problems. So we see that Habakkuk cried out to the Lord, uh, to God, and he was basically, when he was crying out to God, guess what? He wasn't just speaking in the air. God was there to listen to him. 
And God is there to listen to you and to me because God is available. He wants to hear from you and he wants to hear from me. He's available to each and every one of us as we, as we cry out, just like Habakkuk was crying out, and God answered him. He spoke to him. Just like God would speak to us through his word, you know, and through a small, a still small voice that we hear sometime in our hearts that God is telling us to do something for him, God will speak to each and every one of us. And God will answer him. And he will answer you. So we must realize that God has invited us to come to him. Amen? He's inviting you. And me, what does Jeremiah 33, 3 says? Everybody know that? Call on to me, and I will answer thee and show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not. Amen? I mean, all we have to do is call. I call that God's phone number, Jeremiah 33, 3. Call on to me. You know, God wants you to call on him. And so that remember, Jesus Christ is nearer than our hands and feet, closer to us than our very breath, and waiting to hear from us. He's waiting to hear from us. I don't know about you, but what a blessing it is to know that God has made himself available to you and me. So we can rejoice because God is available, all right? And why is that? Because of his great love and mercy that he, he restored to us, that he loves us so much that he wants you and I to go to him because he is available to us when we come to him in times of need, in, in times that we have problems and things that are going on in life. He wants us to be uh, there f- for him. Now, turn to Mark chapter number 5. Mark chapter 5. There's a story there that I kind of enjoy. Mark chapter 5 and, uh, and verses um, 25 to 34. And the Bible says this in Mark chapter 5, verse 20, 25 to 34. It says this, And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and has suffered many things of many physicians and has spent all that she had and was, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in in the press behind and touch his garment. For she said, if, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed from the plague. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. 
But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and, and be whole of thy plague. So we know the story here. Here's this woman, right? All, all her life had this plague. And she spent all her money to all the, the doctors. Well, you know how doctors are, right? They take your money, right? But she knew that Jesus was coming. And all she was saying is, if I could just touch him. And all she did was touch the, the garment. And she was made whole. Now, knowing Jesus knows everything, doesn't he? He knew who touched him. And he could have kept walking because he knew this woman was taken care of. He could have just kept going. But what did he do? He stopped, turned around, and made himself available to this woman. Just like he wants to be available to you and to me. Why? Because he loves us. And we can rejoice and be glad that we have a God that is able and he is available to each and every one of us, you know, because he cares about each and every one, all right? Remember, when you and I seek God in our time of need, he makes himself available, amen? For that, that God is available for each and every one of us. So tonight, I'm just telling you, that even though we go through circumstances in life, we go through all kinds of problems because, you know, we all go through it. I just want to encourage you. You can rejoice because God is able and God is available. And then number three, and lastly, rejoice because the Lord is always the same. Amen? God is always the same. Why? Because we know that the Lord Jesus never changes. He will meet your need and be there on time. On whose time? (laughs) On God's time, right? Now, it may not be in my time because I want him to answer my prayer right now. You know, and uh, I pray, I pray, I pray for a week or I pray for a month. And I'm going to say, you know, like, I don't think you, you're hearing me, God. I mean, you're taking too long. You know, this is not working here. Right? But God is always on time. Because God doesn't live on, on time. We do. But he doesn't. And we have to recognize that he's always the same and he's always on time for each and every one of us. Now, we, we have to recognize that every stage in, in our life, the Lord will be available. No matter what age you are, whether you're young, a teenager, middle age, old like me, Right? God is always the same, and he'll be there. No matter how old you are, he is there. Look, the Bible says in Job 14.1, it says this, Man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of troubles. 
You get that? Few days. So what is 90 years compared to eternity? It's just a few days. Now for us, we look at it, man, that's a long time. I got to deal with all this stuff for 90 years, you know? But it says, few days and full of troubles. So God is just already telling you, because of sin entered the world, we have troubles. Sometimes we bring it upon ourselves, but sometimes we don't. And just, just you, you and I have to recognize that that's the way life is. But even though it is that, that way, we can still rejoice in God. Because God is the one that's going to help us. God is the one that's going to give us the strength. Through look at, he, He's the one that's going to give you the strength. He's the one that's going to give you the song. Have you ever seen people that's going through all kinds of problems and you see a joy in their heart and you see them singing and you wonder to yourself, how could that person be like that? You know, you know their circumstances and you see what they're going through and yet they are rejoicing through their troubles. You know why? Because they, they probably recognize that God is able, right? And God is available to them to give them the strength. I mean, I don't know how God does it, but he does it, doesn't he? He helps us through those things. And he guides us when we are facing all these difficulties that we face. I, I, I can't even imagine what Habakkuk was dealing with, knowing this information that his, the nation of Judah was going to be in trouble. They're going to be scattered. And he had a burden for them because he knew what was going to happen. Can you imagine how his heart was broken? But yet, in the end of the chapter, he's saying to himself, I know my God is able. I know my God is available. And I know that my God is always the same for me. And he can be the same uh, for you. So through one uh, difficulty after another, God is always near. And we can rejoice because he will always the same. And when, we, and when he comes, all right, and when, he calls on, when we call on him, he will hear us. When we call, he will hear us. Now, lastly, we must, we must realize this. We must realize that, the, that all the dark clouds are never going to lift until the trumpet sounds. Right? Until Jesus Christ comes back, we live in this world, and we're going to have situations in life. Until that trumpet sounds, all those things will be over. Amen? I, can, can we wait for, I can't wait for that. I wish it was today, right? Wouldn't it be great if it was today that he blew that trumpet and we hear it, and we're gone? No more problems, no more troubles, no more anything. You don't have to take the class. You know, finance, you know, it's, uh, it's over, <laughs> you know. <laughs> we don't have to worry about any of that stuff anymore. But until then, until we hear that trumpet, we need to realize that God is there to help us and to guide us. Until that happens, we need to rejoice in the person of Jesus Christ. You know, 
Remember, Habakkuk, he said, even though all the problems that he was facing and the difficulty that he was dealing with, that he lost everything, he said, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Why? Because he realized that God is able and that God is available and he is always the same for each and every one of us. So no matter what what you're facing in life, all I want to do is encourage you. We all face it. I guarantee if we can get up here, everybody come up here and give a testimony, you have problems. You're dealing with something. But I want to encourage you that you can rejoice in the Lord because he's able, he's available, and he's always the same. So in the darkness of this world, it is a comfort to know that God remains the same for each and every one of us. He's there waiting for his children to come to him with open arms to answer your prayers. And we just need to wait on him. And remember, live in the yet, that means in the presence of the Lord. Not in your circumstances and the problems that you're facing, but in God's presence so that he can give you the strength and the joy that you need as you're dealing with all these things in life.